Drive Mac and Cheese next. Hello, welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. And when she gets behind the wheel, there's nothing she can't do. Shannon Coppage. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fans of botched pawn shop robberies. It's Ben Remert, Keith Weiniger, who's not here, and Sarah Remert, who's not going to be involved with it. <laughs> and Rizzo, who's sleeping on the couch, on the floor. So today our mac and cheese movie is Drive, and for the food, we thought we'd do a test run on something we've never made before. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you were going to try to make a pecan pie. What would you do? How did it turn out? I did make a pecan pie. We have not tried it yet, but I did forget two ingredients. So. Do you know what the two ingredients are? Yeah, butter and uh, vanilla extract. <laughs> I'm sure it's delicious. Sure. Uh, and... I feel like, uh, you know, maybe maybe our main character also forgot some ingredients. <laughs> That's why it didn't turn out well. <laughs> There's, uh, we're also, we're smoking a brisket today. Um, we'll see how long it takes. We're, we have to do something with something here in a minute. Um, Keith brought over some equipment to smoke he on. Um, like a big drum. Yeah. He was, I was like, that he made. That he made. Yeah. Um, His professional studio. For all your uh, welding needs. So we, <laughs> I was I was doing a test batch of chili for a cook-off tomorrow. Um, we're making lasagna all day tomorrow. So I was like, um, we, we're doing this brisket. So I was like, I'm not going to do a test run of something for us. Like, it's just like, I got so much cooking going on. Um, also, I don't know that this entire competition was fair. Because you brought in a ringer. Mm. You know? Mm. Like... Competition barbecue versus... Uh, I've never made a pie before. <laughs> <laughs> what? Can, can you talk about what you said um, when you texted me? Sure, you, so you, we were like, oh, what should we bring? What should we bring for the pod? You know, we, we have to have food. Well, what goes along with drive? Well, it's corny, but... Uh, Maybe it should be something we've never done, and we test drive it, right? <laughs> right. So I was like, Sarah, what should I make? What should I make? She goes, well, you've never baked a pie. Sure, I'll make a pie, whatever. And then Scotty texts me, hey, what time do we need to be over to do this? Um, you know, 11 o'clock. By the way, Keith's going to be here. <laughs> Keith, huh? <laughs> uh, with his competition <laughs> cooking. Why is he here? Oh, he's helping me with my brisket. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe I should have Martha Stewart help me with my pie. <laughs> That's about the same thing. It really is. I mean, he came up here, he was prepping that brisket like a pro. He had it done in 10 minutes, ready to go. Well, like the cutting. Yeah. He was, it was ready down. to be and, going. Uh, he uses french fry grease as well. Yeah, I'm rendering some fat. I've never done that before. I get to be part of this competition. <laughs> yeah, he cut a ton of fat off that brisket, and it was just like, you can render it. I was like... Oh my god, I could render it into some beef tallow. It was just going to be Rizzo's for for everything. Nope, no. nope, now it's going to be beef tallow, and we're going to make some french fries, a la old school McDonald's fries. Yep, that's going to be a thing. So let's talk about our movie Drive, a story about a Hollywood stunt driver by day, getaway driver by night. I think that's all you need for this movie, plus the five minute trailer I like put in this that I'll... <laughs> Cut later. It's so long. It's so long. Part, the 15 lines that Ryan Gosling has in the whole entire movie. So <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay. Let's do first taste. First time you saw this movie. Why is it a mac and cheese movie? Ben, go. So the first time I saw this movie was when it came out almost 
a decade ago, and I remember liking it so much. My sister ended up getting me for Christmas. I didn't receive that gift for whatever reason. Uh, so here I am, almost a decade later, watching it. It's definitely my favorite movie uh, of all time now at this point. Right and, now, I have this vision of Sarah, and she has the DVD, <laughs> but she's like, like office spacing it, you know, with like... I don't know, some rap music and a bat. She's just like in the middle of the field, like murdering this DVD (laughs) because she doesn't want to watch it. That's why you never got it, Ben. Just FYI. (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone ever used office spacing as a verb before? (laughs) I saw it when it came out. That first scene, I'm in. You know, even if the next two hours was awful, I was like, this movie is worth it for just this opening scene where yeah. like the guys are in there and he like yeah. dodges the helicopter and the cops and he drives into the LA Clipper game and like all that. Um, it's wondrous every time I see it. The movie's got a stellar cast. It does. Oscar Isaacs before we even knew who he was. Now he's in Star Wars. He's in a bunch of other stuff. Um, you know, Albert Brooks, Brian Cranston, Carrie Mulligan, Brian Gosling. Well, it was kind of amazing seeing Albert, Albert Brooks in that kind of bad guy role. Because he's but, always I mean, such a comedy well, guy. and Well, but I mean, even in this, he's just, he's your regular Albert Brooks, you know? He's, you're just like, ah, Albert, you know? Oh, Al. Oh, Al. I'm so glad you're in this. And then you're like, holy, yeah. what the heck just yeah. happened? Yeah. I feel like, did I see this with you? I feel like I saw, no, I don't think I saw it. before we met. Was it before? Yeah, and then anytime I, I brought so. it up, you were like, "I've seen it," so you didn't. Well, I did. I had seen it. That's I true. Just, for some reason, I had this idea that I'd seen it with Until you. Until today. Until today. That's our that's our preview <laughs> voice in a world. <laughs> so did you like it, Shannon? I did. I did like it. Well, and there's a lot of layers, so there I don't. I don't generally like just action, straight action flicks. Um, because I just, I need a little bit more than that. Uh, this, there's a lot to think through. There's a lot of, there's a lot of layers. There's a lot of things to work through. And and then like today, there are things that I saw today that I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that last time. Uh, you don't see that so much in strictly action flicks, which this was not. Um, they're really trying to tell a story. They're trying to kind of tell you a lot about Ryan Gosling. Um... And his character, it I really loved it. I love this movie. You got something, Ben? Oh no, I also loved it. Now you know after watching uh, Ryan Gosling, I know I need to go get a jean jacket, uh, a dirty white T-shirt, and um, you know I think we saw him there. just him drinking water and not saying anything. He looks like a badass. That's right. <laughs> Makes That's you right. feel that way a little bit. You're like, yeah. So your Canadian cool. tuxedo. He, he, work on your water drinking skills. He's a total movie star. <laughs> he is. He is. It's amazing. So I haven't seen many Nicholas Rendon Ruffin films. They're all kind of weird and non-traditional. This is like his best. De- Neon Demon was great. Drive is like maybe the best thing he'll ever do. I mean, it's just... it's. I love so much of this movie. Um, the driver and Irene actually saw very little of each other. Primarily because Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan felt that their scene should be more focused on the mood and refused to say many of the scripted lines. Carrie Mulligan summarized making the film as staring longingly at Ryan Gosling <laughs> for hours each day. That's what I felt like in this movie. I just stared longingly at Ryan Gosling for two hours, and that was my entire movie experience. 
Even when he's covered with blood, you, you find yeah, him Yeah, he was still attractive. Some other dude's blood, his blood doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Keith was like, do you find, he's got midsection blood now. Do you still find that sexy, Shannon? And I, yes, absolutely. You know what? Still extremely attractive. And, you know, I don't know. He's still got that moodiness factor going on, even with all this blood. Maybe because of the blood. I don't know what's happening, but I liked it. Yep. I don't know. Like... I feel like the Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan, yes, they are into each other, but I feel like until he really got to know the son, like he wasn't as into, I feel like he had more uh, of a connection with the son. But no, I feel like he, because we don't know a lot about his past, Mm, but we know that he has one. Sure. We know that he has a crazy past where all of this experience really comes into play because at no point in this movie are you like, this is the first time this has happened. Right, for sure. Um, but we don't know anything about that. However, he is extremely protective of her and her son. And I feel like the son is maybe more so than even her. And I feel like, for me, my thought process on that is like, he's the son. You know? Like, he didn't have anybody to take care of him. Mm. That's how he ended up in That's this life. Um, and he's been trying to get away from it. He just wandered into Shannon's mechanic shop, you know, and Shannon says like, he just asked for a job and I offered him half as much. Obviously he has access. He has the skills to make a lot of money. Money is not important to him as we see in the last scene, uh, when he walks away from the bag full of money. Um, money is not important to him so much as anonymity and, uh, so, yeah, I just, I, I felt like it was more about the emotional connections with the other characters. That's why he's doing this. He's not doing this for money. Sure. That was Shannon. Um, he's doing this to protect the mother and her son and also Shannon, you know, because he, he has that relationship with the mechanic shop owner. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I, I felt it was more about the son, and I felt because he could see himself in that. Um, I don't know if it was because of the situation or the father or the just, you know, his father went to prison. He's around these types of characters. What's going to happen to the son, you know? Ooh, we can make a drive in like five years, like with the Benicio as the main oh, character. Nice. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah. Oh, man, we should get on this script right now and like... Trademark it? Yeah, we should do it. <laughs> Trademark it. <laughs> oh, I think that, uh, I don't, I wouldn't actually agree with uh, most of the things you're saying. I, I think for Ryan Gosling, the main thing that you nailed on was that we don't know what his past is. And I think when he, he meets the, the neighbor and the son, he's, and I think this is a, a, something that's throughout the entire movie is that every character is trying to escape something and have a normal life. And I think for him, the relationship with both uh, the girl and the son is he's just trying to be normal. Shannon made some mistakes in his life. He's just trying to run a shop. Maybe there's some greed and things involved in Mm -hmm. that. He screwed up a lot. Uh, But I think the main thing is that everyone's just trying to, to live just leave their past and move on and, and get normal. The kid's father, you know, right. he's Even, trying to yeah, get out of it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. he got beat up and he's like, well, I'm not going to do a job. I'm trying to turn my life around or whatever. And then that's what he's, he know, has to do to, the job to get out of that, to move right. forward with we his the life. Backdrop of LA behind that. And, you know, it's like watching a grand theft auto 
video game or whatever, but but in a beautiful way. In a beautiful Absolutely. indie way. Yeah. Indie way. Absolutely. Although this was a quiet, a quiet crime thriller, the trailers gave the impression that it was a car chase film, like the Fast and the Furious films. One woman even sued because she did not get that sort of film. What does that mean? That means that she thought it was going to be like Fast and the Furious, and she, she goes into sued? this movie. Yeah. The, uh, What'd she sue for? Like her $15? It probably got dropped and everything, but it's like still like... It, That's ridiculous. Like, I spent $15 on this movie. I'm suing you to get it back, plus lawyer fees. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, so like $7,000 an hour for $7, my $7,000, you know? Like $15 for the movie, $6,700 for the lawyer. That's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, like, that's that's the entire business, right? You're trying to market it to where you can get the most people into it. I mean, this is a difficult movie to market. Trailers, I, I'm I'm in yeah, the trailers. That's pretty awesome. Trailers, trailers, well. amazing. Yeah. Agreed. Um, remixing the ingredients. Hugh Jackman was up for the role as the driver. Would it work for him? Absolutely not. <laughs> It'd be a very different movie. Very now, now I do think that he could get the, you know, like he's trying to protect them. Like, I mean, we can't say that it just wouldn't work. It would just be a different movie. It would be a different movie. However, I think a lot of the same ingredients would stay the same. They're just very different actors. Because uh, he's got that whole protective thing down, you know, from like Wolverine and those movies. Uh, you know, he's got the past thing down, but he doesn't really remember it. There, there are a lot of like, there are a lot of things that go along with that. However, I think they got the right person. Some things I think only Ryan Gosling can do. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think Ryan Gosling can only pull us off. Although I have to say, uh, with the emotion that you feel, there's between the music, um, the specific camera shots, they, they really do a great job at conveying, uh, people's emotions and their body language and things like that without having uh, necessarily a lot of dialogue. And I think Ryan Gosling is very, very, very good at just having an image and you being able to pick up exactly what he's saying without him actually saying it. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think Hugh Jackman would be fine, but it would be different. It you know? would be a very different. different movie. Yeah. But, I mean... Also, just one of the strengths from Ryan Gosling in other movies and this movie is, yeah, like you say, he, he'll have like a completely straight face to where no emotion, but there's a slight crack. Yeah. And that slight crack, you see so much into everything, or maybe you ascribe so much emotion into that moment, and that's really what this movie needed. Um, he's trying to keep it all under wraps. Yeah. He's trying to, and he just can't seem to do it he's completely. Seen a lot with, um, you know, he does his hand, uh, with the gloves, you know, his yeah. hand fist. And then, you know, even when old girl breaks the news, um, I just got the phone with the lawyer, old boy's getting out of prison. He actually stops the car, uh, when she says that without him actually saying anything like, Oh, what? You know? And, uh, so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of subtle things like that that the director did a really good job of uh, portraying or like making it very clear that this was bothering him without him actually having to say, this is bothering me. Uh, well, and I mean, I, I don't know, like those things, it was almost like he was taking on that other persona. We've already kind of discussed, he was obviously trying to escape something, escape the past that maybe, that we know that he had. Feel normal, feel normal. Um, but, you know, like, when he puts on those gloves, he, he pulls out the gloves, he puts them on, 
And then he's strangling them, you know? And it's, but I mean, it's a very deliberate thing. And so it's all, it's like a transformation. It is. It's he's a quiet transformation. Focused, he's very focused on what's in front of him and at so that exact moment. There's very definitely a before and after. Yeah. Like you've got the gloves, there's a before a and after. It's a mask. Exactly. Uh, and I was going to say, we'll bring up the, we we're talking about the elevator kiss scene, you know, it's in slow motion, the lights on, and, and he knows, you haven't seen the other side of me without my mask, let me get this kiss in, then let me stomp this guy's freaking head in and obliterate him, and then the door, the elevator door closes or whatever, and, it, and she's seeing him for the first time without his mask on, so to speak, where it's like, oh, here's the other side of this person that he's done a very good job at. Hiding. Um, hiding. There's, there's yeah, he probably is a good, you know, he is a good, obviously he's a good person based off all of the, his acts that he's done or whatever throughout the movie, but... Um, he needed to get it in. But having to before. show certain people those aspects, and you know, to the right people at different times. Mm-hmm. Well, and I and, mean, even in that elevator scene, like, whenever I see him crowding her into the corner, I'm thinking... Like he's, cause I mean, first he just swings out his arm and like push, kind of pushes her behind him. Uh, because obviously this other guy is dangerous. He's just like definitely a certain that. Um, and then he's kind of crowding her back there. And I'm thinking like, that's a protective maneuver. When, when somebody, like when something happens, you cover like them with your body so that it hits you and not them. Uh, but then at the same time, yeah, that's before she really sees like what else he's got in his past. She sees that come out. Um, and I think even past that, there's like, like the scorpion, the scorpion jacket. You only see that the the first half of the movie. The only time you see that is when he's driving the, the getaway car and he's got that on. Um, the last half of the movie, he's got that on almost the entire time and it's like pure, like pearl white, pretty much the whole time. But about three quarters of the way through the movie, now he's got blood on it. Yeah. He's First been keeping his yeah. he's mm-hmm. been keeping his hands and his jacket clean. Um, he doesn't he doesn't use a gun. He doesn't yeah. use any kind of weapon. Explains he's brutality. been you know, which again we could describe to his past. You know, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. He wants to do it differently, and he's not able to. Even though you he's know. put in a position to where he has to survive, mm-hmm. you know, be brutal, well, you know, I would say. Absolutely. And I thought it was interesting. Wasn't it, uh, what character was it that talked about the, uh, frog and the scorpion, the scorpion and the frog? He does. No, it was, it was the, uh, the guy that was friends with Shannon that was buying the race car. What's his name? Nino? He says, he no, says, not Nino. It's the other Ernie? guy. Huh? Bernie? Bernie. Yeah, it's Bernie. And he says that, and you think, like, you're wondering, like, well, is he the frog that's going to sting? Uh, He says it's like the the story of the frog and the scorpion. I think think the driver says that. He doesn't. He doesn't. I think he does say in the phone call. Well, he may say it later, but first, it's the other guy. And he's talking about it in the, in the, the shop, in the mechanic shop. He mentions that. And, I mean, you've got the scorpion. You think, like, is Ryan Gosling the scorpion? They're trying to, you know, he's going to sting them. He's he's obviously, like, the, I don't know, all of this is undercover. But, I mean, really, he's only wearing the scorpion jacket before that when he's ferrying people to safety. You know, he's the one picking well, them up. When he mentions the whole situation to uh, Nino, he says, uh, 
you know, why didn't you keep me in the loop? It blew up in our face or whatever. And now that guy's coming back or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. But you see, you see that he's not, but like, I feel like he's the frog. Like Ryan Gosling in this story where the frog like is fairy, like a scorpion is like, Hey, can I ride on your back across the pond or whatever? And he's like, how do I know you won't sting me? And he's like, I won't. And then they're halfway through and he stings him and he goes, well, why did you do that? And he said, I'm sorry. It's just my nature. You know, um, I feel like that was more like Shannon's character in this, uh, because he's Shannon's trying to, big old fuck up. he is, he's, he's, he's a fuck up, but it's like, he's also, he's also kind of like at the beginning of this, he's like, I'm going to get us to a better life. Trying to, I'm, yeah. I'm doing all of these things Mistakes for us yeah. and he's not, he's not lying. Well intentioned. He's yeah. not lying. He is. However, it's just his nature to overreach, to do something that puts him in danger, and in this case, his friend in danger. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I love. I loved the whole like frog and scorpion kind of allegory in this movie. It was fantastic. I loved it. It made me happy. This is from Birth Movies Death. Priscilla Page. Drive is existential neo-noir that wears its nostalgia for old American car culture on its ivory satin sleeve. It evokes all the old magic, racing, the car chase, stunt driving, customization, the allure of the open road, and the diners found alongside it, all satisfying the American impulse to wander, to find new frontiers. During the heyday of car culture, there was camaraderie among men, friendly competition, the ability to express one's identity. The American dream's promise of happiness seemed within reach from the post-World War II boom of the auto industry until the death of the muscle cars in the 1970s. A car was visual shorthand for the American dream, an object greater than the sum of its parts. If offered redemption, transformation, the chance to become more th- than you are. So the driver experiences all of this in the film. Greater than the sum of its parts, redemption, transformation, a chance to become more. Um... What do we think about that? Because I mean, when he's in the car, he can do anything. Yeah. And he has he has the opportunity to change his life. He has the opportunity. However, is he the one that's trying to change his life? Like he's doing that kind of in service to Shannon. Shannon gets a cut of that. Shannon's been taking care of him. He's just he's just amazing at it. He's got this incredible skill. I think Shannon is using him to try to change his life. And then he kind of picks up the other guy and is just like, well, why, why is this going to work? You know, because all of these other racing companies or race car, you know, like they, it doesn't happen for them. Why is it special for this guy? And he's like, I've got the driver, you know, I don't know that it's so much Ryan Gosling's character that's trying to change. Ryan Gosling's Mm -hmm. character is pretty satisfied with where he's at. I mean, he's he's working very, very, very hard to stay where he's at. Um, I, would, I would disagree with that a little bit. I think, you know, again, the past comes back into play to it. We don't know. Um, to say that he's exactly happy, I think he's good at keeping his head down low and having a job or whatever and trying not to cr- commit crime or whatever. But I think when he meets his neighbor and gets involved with that, there is a transformation point uh, somewhere where he just decides in his head, I'm going to go above and beyond for this this person or these people, and I'm going to 
make that change. That's why he stepped up and decided to help the uh, husband who got out of prison. He could have just left that alone and been like, nope, I'm happy where I'm at. But he wasn't. He wanted them to succeed and be successful. In order for them to be happy, the husband that got out of prison needed to be cleared of his debt or whatever. And so mm-hmm. he decided to help out with that. Obviously, it went wrong or whatever. But uh, And then even in the end, you know, it went wrong. He still went above and beyond to make sure that they were okay, even though he knew that guy was a piece of shit or whatever. And, uh, and, and, and what do we think about Standard? Do we think he's a good guy? Um, what do we... I, I, I think... People make mistakes, and I think Ryan Gosling saw that, or uh, his character Driver uh, saw that, and, you know, going back again into his past, you know, and, and, hey, I made mistakes, I did my time, I'm out, and just the fact that he had already been, instead of going back to his old life, I'm going to commit crime, it was, I refuse to commit crime, and I'm being punished for it, and that's when Ryan Gosling was like, okay, this guy's trying to get his life on track, how can I help this person, because I, I have an interest in the... The mom and the kid, and um, but I can help them. I think that 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 does kind of go to say that he's not doing this for him. He's not doing this to further his own interests. Sure, he's doing this for other people and sure. their interests, so that they can they can be safe. They can live right. a happy life. You know, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't just peace out as soon as he finds right. out there's this girl that he's attracted to has a husband. You know, he's not, he's not moving in on that, you know, he's still trying to help her. He's still all of these things and it's not, it's to like make up for lost time. Yeah. 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 You know, so I I don't, I don't feel like he was doing it for himself. He was, and, and I feel like this is another, another instance of him seeing himself in other people because maybe he sees himself in standard. He sees that, you know, because I mean, we don't know, like, like we were talking about, we don't know his past. We know he showed up out of nowhere, just walked into this guy's shop and asked for a job. The director says that this movie is like a fairy tale. Um, Do you guys see this movie as a fairy tale at all? The music and shots make it dreamy and otherworldly. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, uh earlier with the it wasn't just it's not just the acting um or the necessarily the story but there's the the shots you know especially when they um involve the car in any way every single angle on that car is accounted for you know they'll show him where it'll be his head and shoulder from behind but you can see his face in the mirror um they showed like rear view shots from chase scenes um it's it's pretty awesome so that uh, kind of makes things more intense at times, but then also when they're driving and he's like, "Hey, you want to see something?" and he's with a little girl, um, they can they can take those other shots and actually show you know they're calm and so the car is above a place of being calm, like but salvation, also, refuge, but also yeah, intense at times, you know, uh, when it needs to be. And I think uh, given that with the uh, fantastic soundtrack, um, it it definitely takes the movie to another level other than just people acting you know uh, it's just it's just a couple more layers to it so really enjoyed that um and then as far as you know shane was saying about the uh, the scorpion and the frog it's you know it's almost like what well, you said they could you know they, they went along and stung but he's the one wearing the, the scorpion jacket and what if it was uh bernie who's supplying the money to shannon that is carrying them along so to speak and he's the one that comes back up and stings them after he screws over 
you know, that last job or whatever it is on that. It could be. Uh, he could also just be thoughts. wearing it as a reminder, you know, because yeah. he's only wearing it during those scenes, during those parts that maybe harken back to his past, you know, to remind him that, you know, you can't trust these people or anyone you have to you know you have to stay cool you have to stay you know like like he tells his clients he's like you know all i do is drive this is it he's just waiting if they don't come out after a certain period he's gone you know and he tells them that and maybe that's to remind him because he seems like this very cool character uh, but also we see the depth of his emotion and all of that through this Maybe it's a reminder to stay cool, to not get caught up in everything. True. Um, I think on the fairy tale front, I mean, if you take it down to the very basics of your super sexist fairy tales, you know, you've got the prince, he's rescuing the princess, prince being Ryan Gosling, princess being, you know, Carrie Mulligan um, and her son. And, uh, you know, like, he's the best. He's the best. He's the prince. He's the best driver. He's the prince. And she's just like, Scotty was like, I really like her hair. And <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's a horrible hairstyle. If anyone else was wearing it, it would be like the worst mom haircut ever. It's just her. She's incredible. She's this gorgeous, beautiful woman that just everything looks wonderful on and she just looks delicate and you need to protect her. She's magical. She's magical. magical. She's the princess. Um, and he, the entire movie, he's working to try to save her. Yeah. Magical and, and her mom son. cuts. Magical think, mom uh, cuts. In terms that... of magical too, I think, I think the backdrop of LA as a city, um, there's a lot of night shots. There's a lot of overhead uh, angles and things like that. It, it's a, it's a really great, backdrop for the story because it, LA is so complex and so diverse um, and they do a great job at, at showing that I think you know you can be in different parts of LA and they have whole entire different uh, golly I don't know what the words I'm looking for on. Well, I mean, like, like, even when they're driving down those storm, those storm drains, those storm drains look magical. Yeah, you know, it's just like yeah, it's, a storm it's incredible. Yeah. And you've so got the music, you there, you've got you the lighting. Amigos, uh, you know, where business is going down. You can be at um, the game, or you know, when he's doing a job, or you can be driving. You know, like you said, uh, down the the drains or whatever. It's just LA is a. You know, but it's there. It's the same, but it's not the they same. They make it look beautiful. Yeah, and like even like this is probably some crappy apartments they live in, but like the shots of everything. Yeah, they look like the coloring. Everything look looks really vibrant. Yeah, I like it. Absolutely. Um, when she's sitting out in the hallway after mm-hmm. this party with her husband, there's like this incredible like sofa in the hallway, and I'm like. What kind of crappy apartments have this amazing sofa just hanging out in the hallway? We've got like this lovely that seating part, area. He go, she, she apologizes for the noise and he goes, jokes, I'm going to call the cops. I was going to call the cops. And then she says, I wish you would. Yeah. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe I used to like this guy, but now I'm kind of like into you now, but... I don't really know. I'm trying to do the right thing. And like, you know, the whole, like I said, every character is trying to do the right thing. They're all trying to be 
in their own way or their own world, you know, I'm not trying to commit crime. I'm trying to be faithful to my husband. I'm trying to... Except for Nina. Yeah, except well, for Nina. Well, Nina was trying to make up for being, like, Jewish in the mafia. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, he is, yeah. They mm. called him expletive he, to his he, face. He feels slighted by that. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, I like that. I had a great breakthrough, guys. I think <laughs> <laughs> no, I like to when... So her husband's just been beat up and everything. He's sitting in the hallway and his son is sitting further down. And Ryan Gosling just like walks straight past yeah. him. <laughs> straight past walks, Andrew. Straight past him. Walks yeah. to the son. And I mean, who is obvious. Because I mean, like, this guy's bleeding. Yeah. And he just walk, And that really shows you his priorities in this. Yeah. And it's not that, oh, well, you're her husband and I'm trying to take your place. Sure. Because he care. We see later he cares about him. He's trying to help him. Right. Um, but it's more about that son. Right. You know? Trying to make sure he's okay, he's taken care of, how's he feeling, you know. After standard dies, you know, he takes him in the hotel room, you know, and, and is like, if you don't tell me, I'm going to hurt you. Do you understand? Like, it can't be any more clear that he means business and that you better tell him when he, same deal when he beat, beat the dude with the hammer and put the bullet to his head. Blanche deserved to get slapped right there for and like hey sure. find that you got uh, you're gonna get us killed you got this guy killed absolutely um agreed yeah, for sure and got, in the end she gets her head blown off of a shotgun so and not even it, not even by ryan gosling by like one of yeah. her dudes yeah no but so she's i don't know like as far as the strippers and the strip club i mean they don't know that ryan gosling's any better than anyone else that's true but so I feel like it's more like what are they used to? They're just trying to survive. But I do know They're though just trying to survive. that this person that is beating up the person we hate, and so I think they tolerate. They, they that. don't. They don't. They don't feel any sort of real remorse for him yeah. dying. You know, they're completely fine with that. But they are very vulnerable and uh, and have no idea. You know, like Especially they they're always kind of at the mercy of. Whoever happens to be around, you know. So then it's that guy. It's Ryan Gosling. They, they don't know what's happening. Do you think that the driver dies at the end or that he lives because he's able to drive off? He can do magical things behind the wheel of a car. I hope he lives because that would follow the, uh, the like, fairy tale part of this story. And I would like that to happen. I also hope he lives, but I have to be uh, real with what I saw. And I think that... He probably died peacefully knowing that the girl and the kid are okay. And that's probably how it realistically ends. Although and he on, dies driving. Right. Which is, like, which is what he loves and it's the whole theme of the movie. But obviously I hope he made it out and all that. I want that. I want that too. I, I, think, I think it probably came to an end. With him at peace though, um, and maybe that's what he was trying to do the whole entire movie was just find that type of piece what do we think of shannon um brian cranston's role is he a good guy um and we kind of talked about is he the scorpion too um he screws a lot up um yeah he's a fuck up but like what what i you know he had his pelvis broken when he was overcharging nino's guys i love that when bernie cuts him he says it's over there's no pain and you know for a guy who had unimaginable pain with the broken pelvis and then he's probably had pain the rest of his life, 
you know, to, to die without pain is, is probably a gift that Bernie was giving him. Well, and maybe even, I mean, you can take that into more emotional pain because he was always striving, always trying to do more with what he had, more than what he could do reasonably. He was always reaching. And how emotionally painful would that have been for him to always be reaching always and always come up short? You know, the the pelvis, the broken pelvis, That I, I would have thought that that would have been the least of it. Because he's really trying to run with the big guys. And you can see that later, he's still trying. He's still working for that. He's still hoping that he can break back into that. You know? Um, and he's go- trying to get there by any means possible. You know? Um, not just strictly legitimate means. Uh, so I feel like there was a lot of suffering that was not just physical in his life. Um, yeah. So doggy bag, what are you taking home? What's the legacy of this film? Come back to me. Come back to me. (laughs) Uh, I think it's do the best you can protect the people you can. Um, and love, you know, that's what this movie is about. That is what this movie is about. Even when he, that guy is murdering Shannon, he loves him. That's why he's wanting to give that to him without pain. He knows it's got to happen. Um, but he's doing it. You think he felt the same way when he stabbed that guy in the eyeball off a fork and then stabbed him? No, he didn't love that guy. Yeah, he did not love that guy. He didn't give a shit about that guy. I don't think Nino gives a fuck about anybody no. um, at all. No. But uh, but he's also like the bad guy oh. in this movie. Are you talking about Bernie or Nino? Nino. Nino is a terrible person. All right. Well, stay tuned for more episodes of Mac and Cheese Movies. If you like the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Any dreams you have or plans or hopes for your future... I think you're going to have to put that on hold. For the rest of your life, you're going to be looking over your shoulder. I'm just telling you this because I want you to know the truth. But the girl is safe. Good night. That was a lie. I brought you presents. And Keith is back. Keith is back! <laughs> and Not he brought time. people. <laughs> he brought oh, little weird. We're rolling now. How's it going? Yeah. Can you that other piece? Yeah, we just wrapped it up. Not that one. It just now got around. I read it again. Okay. Any dreams you have or plans or hopes for your future, I think you're going to have to put that on hold. For the rest of your because I want you to know the truth. But the girl is safe. Good night.